Fierce Fan Media. I feel like we've been podcasting. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. And I'm Erin, the geeky gapper. You know, you think it'd get better week after week, and it just. <laughs> I'm Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. <laughs> Uh, tonight I am drinking, I had a, a Christmas party a week ago and I, people brought me a shit ton of wine. So I am drinking one of the bottles from that. It's called Stag's Leap. It's a Merlot from Napa Valley. Mm. And, uh, it's good. I'm not a huge like Merlot person, but this one's, this one's decent. It's, it's not the, the heavy, the heavy, like kind of thick merlot it's good I it's love crisp merlot. it's light thick, thick. merlot maybe uh, I don't, I don't want i'm I also drinking leftover wine from the christmas party i'm drinking the the athenium athenium hmm? yeah, yeah that works that <laughs> that stuff was good it is good mm-hmm. block? yeah oh that was good that was good it was good I'm drinking water. Trying to hydrate. You know. That's good. Try yeah. to be responsible. <laughs> I'll be a hydrated bitch in 2023. <laughs> Not 2023 yet, though. So <laughs> I'm I'm drinking my old friend Tito's. Tito's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I detox I, I detox all week. So time to get back on it. Okay, although you went, you got, you left it like Monday at midnight. Hey. And today's Friday. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. None whatsoever. None. Aaron, I noticed Tito's so much more now than I ever did before, like on TikToks or shows. And I always think of you. Thank I'm you. like, oh, that's Aaron's drink. Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm with Stacy. I'm just drinking wild cherry clear fuzzy water tonight. I'm not drinking. What? Uh, hey, I water? make it wild. I make it wild in a minute. It's That's this zero kiss orange over here. Wow. I hope you don't have a hangover. <laughs> no. All right. So we are going to start tonight with Space Corner. Yay. Before Julie gets too drunk to do it. Yes. No, she's uh, drinking her fuzzy it. water. Yeah. Yeah, drinking fizzy water. So I don't know if everybody knows that on December 11th, the first, there's, we're going to the moon in our initial trip to the moon is in three different missions. Our first mission actually came to a successful end on December 11th when the uh, Orion capsule landed in Baja, California. And that just means that I never can pronounce this right. Our, our timies. Our mighties, yeah, Artemis, yeah, um, is is phase one of the three phases of going to the moon, and it was successfully completed. There was no humans on this mission, um, but it did have two mannequins on it that had uh, that were equipped with gear to be able to detect how much radiation was coming into the capsule um, with all of the new technology that they're using. So um, 
on our our Mighties two, which isn't scheduled to launch until it's a tentative date um, of May of 2024. They're thinking that's probably going to get pushed back into late 2024, possibly early 2025, just because they have to recycle some of the things that they used on the previous one. And they don't know how long that's going to take to um, get it ready for an actual crew. So an actual crew is going to be on Armides 2. They're not landing on the moon on that one. There's literally slingshotting around it. It's supposed to only be an eight-day mission, um, but they're going to be able to get super close to it. And that's the other thing, too. If you guys have a chance to Google it or go to NASA and see the images that um, Armides 1 took of the moon, it got super close, and it's really, really cool. Were they able to prove that the world is round? Yeah, they absolutely. <laughs> and they, Well, no, they actually got a really cool shot of the moon moving or i'm sorry of the earth moving around the moon is really cool like like of the of, of the earth actually going completely behind the moon and then coming back out um so anyways armides 2 scheduled for tentatively 2024 and then armides 3 is when we will actually go and land on the moon and build a moon camp and all of that stuff but so yeah, it's exciting that the first phase is completed and was successful. And now they're going to gear up for Armides 2 in a couple years. I think NASA had one of the most exciting years of like any government agency. Like yeah. they did such cool things this year. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's going to be real neat to see. I mean, just the James Webb alone was incredible and now... You know, especially because they have to compete with private private space companies now for talent and engineers and mm. astronauts. And, you know, NASA can't pay a fraction of what SpaceX is paying or or whatever. So I, I think it's I think um, they were one of my highlights of 2022 for sure. There was a yeah. lot of cool things that happened. Mm. And did you hear about the, the Russian um, space station that sprung a leak and blew coolant everywhere? What? no yeah there's a russian space shuttle that sprung a leak and they have a video of just blowing coolant fucking everywhere all over space so now they don't know if it's going to be able to make its way back so they're thinking they're going to have to launch another space shuttle up to them to pick them up to bring them home it's because like it's uh, armageddon when the fuel the fuel line freezes <laughs> who knows yeah i mean who knows i mean obviously with something like that maybe something hit it or i don't know but it sprung a leak and blew out all all of its coolant until it was empty maybe the astronauts were like i, I don't want to go back to russia i'm just gonna like <laughs> we're just gonna so, hang out up here stay here already comfortable um t-shirts so, are unpacked what <laughs> shots fired <laughs> um one of the things that i wanted to talk to you guys about before we get into the super sad uh story of twitch is did you guys see trump's big announcement about his nfts the grifting just keeps on grifting yeah so he he played it up shooting lasers out of his eyeballs oh my god that he was he had this big announcement and when I tell you 
the Republican news stations, you would have thought there were fluffers behind the scenes as excited as these people were like to be talking about this. I think they thought he was going to break off and form a third party or he was going to, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they were convinced it was something political. And this dummy, his big announcement was he's releasing a series of NFT trading cards of himself. I so hate him. There's versions where he's like in the Superman, quasi Superman suit and like shooting lasers out of his for eyes. For a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks. Who the fuck is going to buy those things? That's such a, a lot of people. Copy of them yeah, all. That's the annoying part is that people will buy them. Yeah. I almost want to buy them and give. I was like stocking stuffers it's for the podcast. It's also copying all the different <laughs> memes and stuff that they've done of Joe Biden when they call him Dark Brandon, which I think is bullshit. It's like, Trump, get your own fucking brand, you fucking piece of shit. Well, the crazy thing is, too, this isn't even going to, like, raise money for his uh, political campaign to run in 2024. This is just straight going into his pocket. These cult members are just, they throw money at him for trading cards. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. And I thought it was just so on point. And I think you're right. I think that every all of his little dum-dums are going to buy him. And it's just, it's, it's insane. They have ones of him as, as Rocky Balboa, um, Captain (laughs) America, super Trump. Ugh. So dumb. I just don't understand. I mean, like I get like, he's losing people he's losing. And like, he's trying to like grab like, but like, this is the wrong fucking way to do it, bro. Like, what are you doing? He's like making. He's doing what he's always done. He's getting rich off of the stupid. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. he's, and it's he's, so yeah, so sad. It's just sad. It's so sad that we lost so many Americans to this piece of shit. Okay, this now, one irritates me. You're far from an astronaut, buddy. Um, <laughs> he did start I space force. Line. I yeah. draw the line. I draw the line. Yeah, it's just fucked up. I hate him. I hate him so much. Like, I just, ugh. Yeah, well, we're going to unfo- buy the shit. We're unfortunately going to have to be dealing with him for the next two years for sure. Although, preliminary polls have Ron DeSantis blowing him out of the water. So, uh, what's going on with my, his court stuff? My which, worst fucking Which nightmare. court stuff? Well, isn't he, isn't he supposed to be going to prison? He got like 17 counts of. Of he, fraud, of the IRS Trump organization fraud. got seventeen counts of fraud pressed against them. He he wasn't named specifically, so they're guilty oh. of fraud, tax evasion. Well, that's one of the things that protects you when you have like LLCs and stuff is that you're not held personally responsible for certain financial endeavors, but it can bankrupt your organization, which is why I think it's funny that he's doing this NFT thing right now. So he he was found guilty on 17 counts and uh now the doj can decide whether or not they're going to prosecute him specifically for the charges or go otherwise he's gonna the trump organization is just gonna face insane fines and um restrictions and they're gonna get their they'll lose their credit rating like there's all kinds of bad business stuff that's gonna happen to them but so it'll yeah. just be another fucking thing that he's done that's gone bankrupt and he'll just rise from the goddamn ashes. Just like Well, yeah, I mean people are throwing money before. at him for trading cards. So <laughs> fucking dumb. I just 
I can't even imagine giving this motherfucker a hundred dollars of my hard-earned money for a trading card of him with a Superman logo on his chest. Like, get fucked, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, sell me something real, not some bullshit NFT. And it's not even a real card. It's a, yeah, like a it's, it's a, a digital trading card. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so it's fucking digital. Dumb. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, you know, it's, it's not a real card. Right. Yeah, NFTs like aren't NFTs aren't tangible no it's not like a michael jordan card yeah. like oh it's like a bitcoin oh it's God. like a bitcoin it's literally so fucking stupid like i fucking can't handle people that are so dumb that they fall into this trap like well, i certainly I hope about- our people aren't into i i apologize to any of our listeners that do nfts i just can't get behind it so i, I apologize I can't believe that. I didn't know it was digital. But didn't I tell you guys about that one couple that like went in to like trade in their Trump thousand dollar bill or whatever it was at the bank? And the people were like, this isn't real. And they're like, we paid like $50 for it. We want our thousand dollars. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they thought it was real. And it had Trump's face on it. And it was just like a commemorative like thing that you buy on like late night TV. But, like, they thought that it was real money. And they, they thought like, it was, like, a bond that's going to, like, accrue money over yeah. time. I can't stupid. even, like, Why what? would you think you'd get $1,000 for $50? Like, but, that, but that shows the, the, the quality of people that stand behind him. Like, yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you're so much kinder than me, but then you said fucking idiots, so then now you're not. <laughs> Like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, how dumb are you? Like, why? This is that cult mentality, though. That's that whole cult yeah. thing. I just don't get it. And he's banking wow. off the stupidity of Americans. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I I agree, and I think more than that, he's it's. I think he's banking off their ignorance. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a lot of these individuals falling and i'm going to say falling for trump as if they fell in love with him because they essentially did was the first time they were ever like engaged in politics or paid attention or or had any idea what was going on so they they're not as keen to being aware of the kind of signs that they trusted him because they watched him on reality tv which Mm. is insane and then you're also talking about predominantly a group of people that believes in in sky angels in zombie zombie jesus like these people aren't it's not that hard to trick them like they've spent their whole life based around a religion that there's no tangible evidence on so like it's not that big of a leap to believe derp derp you know Mm. (laughs) zombie jesus is my favorite it's almost zombie jesus's fake birthday <laughs> my god i love it <laughs> it's almost his fake birthday even though scientifically speaking he would have been born in the summer if the actual north star was where they said it was but i digress okay you know stacy's really good at that like canva stuff that i don't know how to do she needs to make zombie jesus wrapping paper because yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god you can it. sell that on etsy for sure yeah i would buy it right now you can make your own NFT, Zombie Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. 
<laughs> I'd buy that. I don't want to have to print it at home. I, I need to like actually buy. You're gonna have zombie Jesus eating Donald Trump's brain. Like that'd be cool. Oh. I'm just saying that'd be perfect. Was- zombie Jesus. What brain? We got jokes. We got jokes. <laughs> um. Okay. In other news, super sad. Stephen. Uh twitch boss committed suicide um earlier this week which i think i mean i know when i saw it i was shocked so i think it was on tuesday yeah um it's just really sad it's uh you know he has three kids a wife he just celebrated his ninth wedding anniversary um it's just it's really unfortunate and everyone keeps well, not everyone. I shouldn't say that. There's a, a significant amount of people on the on the on the internets on the interwebs saying that it's some type of conspiracy, and you know, it's another one that Ellen DeGeneres took down, and the Hollywood cabal is going after him, and all this stuff. And um, what I yeah, and because there's no way that someone that happy would have killed himself. They did the same thing with Robin Williams, right? And I was really impressed with Rosie O'Donnell who got on TikTok and was actually like arguing back with these people and, you know, saying pretty much you're diminishing the struggle of mental health when you say things like this, because it is important for people to realize that you never know what someone's truly struggling with. And even though he seems happy and in your perception of him, he had no reason to harm himself or end his life. You really have no idea what he was mentally or emotionally going through so don't put his wife and kids through that by saying you know there was some type of conspiracy or he was murdered or or whatever like let them mourn his loss and try to get through it as best they can and she was just so she was so eloquent about it and um she's not taking a rest either she's arguing with people nonstop online and she's just like what are you talking about hollywood cabal like that's not that's not a thing stop with the with the uh conspiracy theories and then she was, um, I wouldn't say she was defending Ellen, but she was saying like, why, why go after him? Like, what was he hiding that she was mean to her staff? Like everybody knows that that's not a secret. There was no reason for Ellen to go after Twitch. And I, I mean, I know Ellen's fallen from grace a little bit, but she seemed genuinely distraught over this whole thing. Like I can't imagine. Yeah. I think she really loved him. Really loved him. I just, this one's hitting me like super hard um celebrity deaths don't always do that to me and I don't even know that twitch was like not a celebrity at the same level of like a Robin Williams or something like that but for me um growing up dancing and all that kind of stuff like so much of my Instagram feed is either like people I have danced with and um dancers from conventions and choreographers from conventions and people so from so you think you can dance who then went on to teach at conventions and so it just feels like my whole world is so dance centric especially on my social media um that it's really really sad because I'm like an OG Twitch stan from season three of so you think you can dance I still remember like dances that he did when he did um well, when he came back as an all-star and he did Out of Your Mind with Alex Wong. Um, but I remember on his season, on season three, he did a Mew Michaels contemporary dance to Dreaming with a Broken Heart by John Mayer and with Carrington. And like, I like those are very like, like people, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like 
people who, I don't know, have like favorite songs and favorite movies and I have favorite dances. And that to me is one of them. And it was just one of those moments where like, I felt like, oh, this show's so cool because obviously like Twitch was a hip hop dancer and did a lot of like pop and lock and that kind of stuff. And he was doing this like really intense Mia Michaels, like contemporary dance. And it was just so cool to watch him get so out of his like comfort zone and enjoy dancing contemporary, but in a way that was so masculine. And like, that was like that dance specifically, like that's when I fell in love with Twitch. And I'll send you guys some like really good, like Twitch. So you think you can dance mo like moments. Cause for me, that's where Twitch is like, like that's, you know, and obviously like Allison, like I was a huge fan of, so you think you can dance. That was like a lot of my, um, yeah, just a lot of my favorite sort of dance moments have to do with, with people from that. So it's just, it's, it's really sad. Is and that, you just don't know what people are going through. Is that uh, dance you're speaking of specifically the one where it's like on the bed? Yeah. Yeah. That I watched that just recently again, because I'd watched it before, but I watched it again, you know, probably in the last day or so. And it, it's, it's so, there's so many happy people in this world that are struggling and it's so difficult to, for like a normal random person to wrap their mind around it. Like, right. Like it's, it's hard to think like, they're so happy. Like what, 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 what was so wrong? Um, yeah. Like why leave your family? Why, why, why? And it's it at this point, it's not for us to understand, unfortunately. And it's, it's so fucking hard to know that, that we won't understand it. We can't. Um, I, I've been, I, I, watched Ellen for years and Twitch was like so amazing. And then like seeing him and like, you know, <laughs> Magic Mike XL. Like I'm like all these things that like he he's just he was just amazing. He was just an, an amazing person um with such an amazing spirit and I I my heart just literally broke when I heard it. Like a gale came out and she was like, "Aaron, oh my god, Twitch died." I was like, oh my God, please don't let it be suicide or something like that. And then like the next thing she said was like, oh my God, it was suicide. I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, cause that it's, those are the moments when, when they're so young and it's like, what, what were your struggles? Like, why, why was this so hard for you that you thought death was the only way out of it? It's like, just so sad too, because like, again, just being kind of immersed in that world, like that's like, him and Allison were such a team that like people rooted for because Allison had um, like after she was on So You Think You Can Dance, she had a baby at a really young age and was a single mom. And then her and Twitch came back as all stars. They weren't on the same season together. And like, like the way he just like took in her daughter, Wesley, like as his own. And like the three, like, it was just so nice to see him like step up and be a dad to her. And she didn't have like a father figure in her life. And like, yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean, I'm, like I follow him both on Instagram. So like her whole pregnancy, especially like with Zaya, like dancing the whole time during quarantine and like all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I struggle with the whole suicide thing because I think it's, it, I don't, not that I don't understand it, but 
I think it's so awful to do that, but I'm, I'm going to, this is just the beginning, but then I want to say what I heard and it made me kind of look at it differently. I th- I've always thought it's such like a horrible thing to do to your family and to your kids and to your wife. And like, like I always looked at it as being so like selfish and like Rosie O'Donnell posted this thing the other day. And I was like, God, you know, that's so true. She's like, she admitted that she had been on uh, antidepressants since like 1999. And she's like, and I'll be on in my entire life. She's like, what people don't understand is that um, you, yes, you have kids and this and that. And, oh, well, your kids should keep you from, you know, killing yourself or your family or this, that. She's like, when you're that depressed, you don't care. And, and you don't think you're doing anybody any good. Like, you don't think that you're good for your family. Like, you're in such a bad mental state. And I was like, damn, that that is so horrible like I couldn't imagine somebody feeling like that and actually believing it you know like my family is better off without me well and he like did Mike go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. no I just it, it, it shed a light on it for me that like yeah you know like I, I I do struggle with in the sense that like yeah is it horrible to do to like his kids and that but when he did that he didn't he wasn't doing it to them, you know, in his mind, he was probably who knows, you know, but maybe doing it for them because he's in such a bad place within himself. I don't know. I just, it's really suicide is like, I think it's so, it's like, there's so much turmoil with it for me. Like it kind of irritates me at the person. Like, why don't you get help? Why don't you do this? But then it's like, well, he probably did. And even if he didn't, he might've just not thought he was worth it or that anything could help him. You know, it's that I have like such mixed yeah. emotions about the entire thing. Well, and he, he did think of his family because he didn't do it at home. He he went to right. a hotel and he left his car so his wife wouldn't have to go get it from impound. And like, you can tell that even in his like worst moment, it was he was trying to take care of them the best he was probably capable of in that moment. And what I think I, I, I struggle the same way you do Jewel. Cause I, I can't imagine, I personally can't imagine doing that, but I'm not in that position, right? Like I don't right. feel those things. I don't feel those intrusive thoughts, but the more I've read about it, the more I've read that oftentimes, yes, it happens that it's, you know, planned out, for someone plans it out extensively and has all of these ideas and and thinks about it for months or weeks or whatever. And then there's, there's a rare group that it it's almost impulsive that it becomes so intrusive that day. Like it becomes so much that day that they don't think there's a way out. And it's almost, um, that's when they that's when they go through with it like yes they had been thinking about it for a while like having those thoughts maybe trying to get help maybe seeking services you know trying to trying to work their way through it and then the day it happens it's often that's that's their like breaking day something something slips in them and they they don't have in their head a reason to hold on anymore so it also kind of made me realize too jacks how uneducated i am about it like it's real easy for somebody to be like oh, that's fucked up. You did that. Or, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, you shouldn't have done that to your family and your kids. But then if you do actually start educating yourself and reading about it and being open to like, 
other point of views and listening to people that have struggled with this same thing, you're like, damn, I'm, I'm really a fucking idiot when it comes to this. And like, I should educate myself before casting stones on somebody's what they were possibly going through. Well, yeah. especially when you look at, I, I think you'd be blind to not see how much that man adored his wife and children. Mm-hmm. Like he just was enamored by all of them. So to try to wrap your head around the amount of pain that he would have had to have been in that would have eclipsed how much he cared about them is just astronomical. I can't even, I can't even fathom, fathom how much, how much he was hurting. So So sad. It's sad. And I feel terrible for his wife and children. And I hope they're, I hope the media doesn't treat them with the same amount of frenzy that they went after, you know, Britney Spears, when she was going through a hard time or, you know, other celebrities, I hope, I hope they just, I hope they let them be and and work through this. And stop with the conspiracies. Right. And they started these rumors that he was like financially ruined and all of these things that just like, aren't true. Like he took his little bag and he went to the hotel and he left a note and, you know, I didn't know about the note till Julie told me. Yeah, he left a note and it said that, you know, just he had mentioned some past struggles and super sad. So check on your friends, even the ones that seem happy. Mm-hmm. When his wife posted that statement and she's like, I'll always save the last day. Oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. Like, been, I was just my heart. just. Yeah. I know. Shattered. I make him cry again. I just blew up your guys' uh. phone. Like, I literally have been crying like yeah I've cried like four or five times since all of this mm-hmm. like just yeah. about yeah. him and like thinking about like I I've never been um I've never I've always been very honest about my mental health struggles with everybody not just on this podcast but like me too but even people that don't want to hear about it i know i'm like hey guy on the side you want of the to hear, have you heard the good word of me and aaron's yeah. anxiety <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Let's my journey my with depression. it yeah yeah do you want to know how much i hate myself i'll tell you um but yeah like i just it's so it's so hard for I mean I I mean I remember like I said to Gail I was like there was a moment in my my young past when I when I was like suicide you know like maybe and then the idea of it and the idea of like goddamn Kai I scared the crap <laughs> out of me yeah. the, I was like well I'm never gonna do it because of Kai um, <laughs> I love him I love him I love Kai but like I just there's this there was this part in me that could not be brave I I'm gonna use the word brave because it's the word that I'm thinking of um and I just can't think of a different word right now but like brave enough to go through with it but at the same time, it's like so sad. Do you, does that make sense to anybody? Am I just, did I just come out of like a really weird thing? Am I going to get like a, like a, like a, a, a wellness check here? I'm fine, by the way. I'm okay. This is a long time ago. I just like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who have had thought, like, I know I've had thoughts of like, oh, would things, like, not even so much would things be better, like, if I wasn't here, but like, would anybody really be that sad? Right. 100%. Yeah. Yes. I have 100% thought that. And I was, it's just this idea of like, but I don't have the strength 
to even do that. So the idea to get to that spot where you are so. Like that's the only way. I, it, it literally breaks my heart. I I actually think you're wrong, Erin. I, I think that that shows that you do have strength. I think being able to go through with it is like, you've lost all your strength to do totally but i get what you're saying it's like you like you're not what's the word like you're too scared it takes a lot of balls to do something like that it does it does it's there's a sense of like kind of glorifies it and makes it sound but but it's as you have to have a sense of determination but you have to be that low right Mm -hmm. that's That's where my brain has to be so out of it that low to not have because i don't think it's that necessarily you have to have the balls right it's that the like my sanity and my reason and all of those things are the thing that like keep you from doing that. So like to know that you're like in that place where you're so sad that you're having those thoughts, like you have to be like, I can't imagine the depths that you have to be at to actually do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think to myself, like I'm, I've been struggling with the last, like the last couple of months with the, maybe one of the worst bouts of depression I've ever struggled with. And I think to myself, like, oh my God, it could be worse. And I could be so much worse. And like, I just, my heart breaks for, for Twitch and for his family. And it just makes me sad. It makes me really sad that. Right. At your lowest low, at your lowest low, you couldn't wrap your head around doing that. No, yeah. One of the things that I thought was really telling, and I think um, Rosie O'Donnell's like indignation is warranted, is totally her uh, TikToks literally like, yeah, they just made me feel. Well, what I was gonna say was one of the one of the things that I thought was telling when all this first happened. Of course, when I heard, I immediately, you know, I, I follow Allison on TikTok also, so I immediately went to her. I find them delightful. So I'm not a dancer like Stacy, but I enjoy a good jig. Um, (laughs) That was an old white man. (laughs) So I went to her TikTok and um, then went to like her Instagram and stuff. And her statement, the first thing I thought was, um, of course, she's devastated 100%, like not no doubt at all, but she's not surprised. Like that was the first thing that I read into her statement was that, this is a loss she'll always deal with. She'll always feel, but because she went directly to the police department and said, no, something's wrong. We have to find him now kind of thing. And her statement about, you know, all, well, I'm not going to rehash it. We don't need people crying, but it's, I I read it as, Oh, she wasn't, I don't think she surprised. Yes. Like I can't believe he actually did it, but I I don't think she would. Okay. I don't know. And the only reason I don't know and that I don't that like she went straight to the police department was that he had been gone for like over a day. He wasn't answering her any any of her phone calls. His phone was off and he had taken an Uber, didn't take his car or anything like that. Right. So so like I don't know that in so I think she still could have been surprised by it because even somebody who doesn't have mental health struggles, like even Emily, if Emily just left and wasn't answering my phone calls and didn't take her car and didn't do anything, I'd be like, what the, something's wrong, you know? Right. Like, I don't, I didn't mean like, oh, she was expecting it and should have done no, it. That's no, not what I, I mean, meant. No, I just no, meant I mean that, like, she was probably privy to his 
depression. Mental health. All I was Hopefully yeah, she I was. I mean, if, Jackie. I think that they were close and that might have been something that scared her. He maybe he had opened up to her about it at some point. You know, it could have been years ago. No, I, I do see what you're saying, Jackie, though. It was it what her. It, she was devastated, a right devastated, but it was never I never saw this coming. And that's not that's not to say that she thought that this would happen, but she was 100 percent aware that he struggled with depression, with mental health issues. Like, clearly, she was not unaware that he mental health wise wasn't 100 percent. I, you know, I do see what you're saying, Jackie. The truth is, though, none of us will ever really know. These are oh. people we don't know, and their relationship isn't something we're privy to. Yeah. And I'm making that assumption based on, you know, six sentences she wrote. I'm sure she was feeling a flurry of things. And I just, I, I truly hope the best for her and her children. It's awful. Yeah. Especially, especially the week before Christmas. Oh, God. So I state- can't even imagine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Julie. Just a couple just, days after their anniversary. Yeah, like it just the the idea that like. What if she was cheating on him? Don't don't don't, don't say that. We're gonna edit that out. All right. <laughs> no. Who's we? <laughs> you got a mouse in your edit. pocket. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought when 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 I read that it was a few days after their nine year anniversary. I mean, you think like, God damn. Like that's that's rough. It's. I mean, it, I, who I, knows? I don't think that's what happened. I'm just saying, like, what no. when I when I initially no. read that, I was like, oh my. Maybe God. he was. You don't know. Gonna, I Maybe think all of was. our minds. I think all of our minds go to places when we hear this stuff. Because when right? you try like, to rationalize it, right? Like you're you like, what if it? To there's death. no way that he was that depressed that he did because we all have seen him and he's so happy all the time. Like the same way with Robin Williams, the same way with anybody that takes their own life. You're always like, no way, no way. There, there's something else had to have been going on because it's just so hard for anybody that hasn't been to that deep, dark spot to wrap their mind around taking your own life. Like, it's just so difficult. And that's why, like, these people with all these fucking bullshit conspiracy theories, it's like, you know what? You clearly have never dealt with mental health in a way, even they may have these people that are spreading this shit may have been depressed at one point in time, but they've never understood that the severity of mental health in this fucking country is just staggering. It's staggering. And that's, that ultimately is the issue is that we as a country do not fucking take it seriously enough. And we don't, we wait too long. I I think now is the most we've taken it seriously in the entire history of the United States of America. And even now it's not enough. Like, it's just, it's just unfortunate and sad. And it's, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm going to turn it to me for like two seconds. But like yesterday I had a therapy appointment and I literally said to her, like, I feel so stupid that I'm going to be 43 years old and I'm still needing this. And she was like, don't ever feel stupid that you need therapy. Like, don't feel stupid. Don't feel bad. Go to therapy, get the help you need understand that you cannot do it alone if you if you don't need to do it alone you don't have to like it's so fucking important and this is just it's just so it's just sad it's that kind of leads into what i was going to say when stacy said you know check on your friends check on even your happy friends i think what's so hard about that is that your happy friends are going to say yeah i'm good what's up 
because they either don't talk about it or, you know, it's, it's mental health is not looked at as like affluent in conversation. You know, people post about going to the fucking gym and running three 35 fucking miles a day or whatever, Exhausting. but, but nobody ah. posts like, right. Hey, made it to therapy today for a, a solid session. You know, here's, <laughs> you know what? Well, it should help normalize it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I, I think do. The problem is that a lot of like Twitch who, who you know, we, we, none of us knew him, but yeah, I'm sure he was happy. And I'm sure when his friend said, Hey man, how are you doing? He said, Hey, I'm doing really good. How are you? It wasn't like, man, you know, actually I'm fucking really having a shit time right now like people a lot of people are not okay with saying that and so I think that that is a, the bigger issue in this whole thing like absolutely check on your friends and stuff but also normalize talking about when you're right. not feeling good and right. be okay in your mind of going to therapy nothing's fucking wrong you're taking care of your mind you go to right. the doctor like, if you're sick right right and, and like it's your- just Julie, you're absolutely right. Like normalize, like if you don't want to know how someone is, don't ask, but normalize. If you ask, tell the truth. If you're struggling, like, and we should all be trained in some way. I feel like in school or something for people like me who are ignorant to things like that, who, if one of my friends said, man, I'm really not doing good learn how to respond to things yeah, like that and like, make people feel well, okay. comfortable <laughs> yeah okay well sorry to hear that uh <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. you yeah. know like make it i don't know like we yeah. should all be more compassionate and understanding well, when it comes to stuff like beyond that. that it should be mental health care should be accessible right it shouldn't exactly. take six months to get in it shouldn't cost three hundred dollars an hour and uh-huh. i'm not saying listen God knows I'm not saying therapists are overpaid. I live with one and I believe she's severely underpaid, but it's, it's not easily accessible. If you don't have an emergency, like they're going to ask you when you call to set up a therapy appointment, is this emergency? Are you in danger? And if you're just like, no, not right now, you're, you're on a waiting list for three, four months. Like it's, it's horrific. And a lot of plans don't cover mental health insurance. And like, you have to be willing to pay like I know Mine doesn't either. And I pay with, a lot for my health insurance. So there's plans now like better health and stuff where you can pay $45 a week to do a session. And there's, there's all these things out there, but even $45 is prohibitive for certain people. Like right. that, that doesn't, especially if you're looking at something that is what a lot of people would consider optional, like therapy. Like, are you going to be able to put a tank of gas in your car and feed your kids or go to therapy? Like people are in those situations where $45 right is a lot of money and right. that's on the cheap end that that's i'm not even talking about some of these doctors are, are way more expensive than i that. just i just paid six or nine hundred dollars for six sessions uh so, so universal health care would be it'd be amazing. amazing so like my thought too is like so i i don't want to be that friend that's ever like i'm not doing great but you know like our groups of friends, like podcasts, our group, our group, like, I don't think you guys are unaware that I'm struggling because I feel like it's important to tell you guys how I'm really doing. Like, you're my friends. I love you. I don't want to lie to you. And I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm great. And then, and then you guys be like, but you're not acting like yourself. Like, no, because I'm not fucking doing okay. Like, that's the same way with like our, our other, like this other group that I have that they're not my friends. You guys are my friends. They're not my friends. 
but no, they're my friends, but we won't tell them. They don't. You working something out here right now? No, no, because like I'm always like my other group of friends, and Dempsey's always like, you don't have any other friends. You could have other friends. Yeah, there you go. So they're halfway friends. Yeah, they're like my half ish. 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 You're a comfortable bird. Sorry, bird. I love you, but like I like. I, th- they said something the other day like how's everybody doing and I like answered honestly and no one fucking said anything and I'm like you know what fuck you guys like I'm trying to be honest with you and so then my friend Jen yesterday messaged me and she's just like I- I've been thinking a lot about you ever since you said you weren't doing that great like I'm sorry I didn't reach out on the thread and I'm sure that maybe this twitch stuff got her but even her daughter deals with like mental health stuff so she's like you know hey like you know, how are you doing? And I was just like, that meant the world to me that you reached out. Like, thank you so much. Like, Uh I just, I think it's so important that we are honest with people. And if you know what, people can't handle your honesty, then they're not the right people to have in your life. Like, I agree. I just, I I mean, I'm not saying that everybody know that you're struggling and don't reach out or people that know that you're having a hard time or that like something they do affects you in a specific way. And then they continue to do it. They're, they're showing you their true self. But also I'm not saying that every single person has to respond appropriately. Like that, that, that's not normal. Like not every person in your, in your circle is always going to say exactly what you need them to say at exactly the right time. That's never, that's not, that's not real. That's not normal. But I do think that if you say something and they don't respond the way you want them to, that doesn't mean that they won't eventually. So I think that like, ultimately, if you're honest to the point of like, you know, I'm not doing that great. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing whatever, like perfect. Like you don't have to go super in depth, but just like a let, let people understand that you are okay. Or you really aren't like, it's okay. And I think normalizing it, like Julie said, like normalizing that you aren't okay. That's, that is okay to normalize that you're not okay. Like I'm going through a lot of that, like at work right now and stuff. And one of the things that I've just stopped doing is I've stopped saying I have a doctor appointment. I'm just like, I have to leave early. I have therapy. 100%. You know what I mean? Like why am I like, don't worry about it. I'm not, it's not a secret. And I feel like the more I'm open with that kind of stuff. Right. It makes it more comfortable for other people to be open with it as well. 100%. And feel like they're not the only person that's having to deal with that kind of stuff. Because again, there's just that stigma also that like you go to therapy because something's wrong with you, which is not the case at all. Like, you no. know, you don't, you don't go to the gym like, because you have cancer. Right. Everybody <laughs> should be going to, I really am a firm believer that everybody should be going to therapy. Like mm-hmm. I agree. 110%, whether you're struggling with anything, whether you're whatever, like it has been so helpful for me in like, like gaining tools, but also just having like an impartial, like person to talk to about things is right. like really helpful. Right. And I th- therapy I always feel feels like, like getting an oil change. Right. Yeah. Let's get a little tune up. (laughs) I need a tune up in my brain. (laughs) Yeah. I think being honest with your friends too makes it, it kind of takes away from the stigma of like when you say like you can't do something and they come down on you like, well, what are you doing? And you can say, I can't mentally handle that right now. That's a lot for me for them to hopefully be like, oh, okay, I get that instead of just, well, what are you doing that's more important? Or, 
why are you busy? Or, you know, why can't you come? Right. right. I know a lot of times I'd be like, oh, I'm just not feeling very well. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I'm not, sometimes that's true. I have kind of a messed up stomach, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm being more honest now about like, Hey, no, like I'm just feeling really anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And like, we all thing. understand that we're but like, yeah, that's more helpful as your friend too. Because if right. it's like, Oh, I'm just not feeling well. I'm like, what's wrong? You tired? Your head hurt? Like, like what's wrong? But if you, yeah. But if you tell me like, no, I'm feeling too anxious that I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't but, like, I get it. I'll yeah. Leave you I'll push you if you tell me you're tired. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> right, right, right. There's, like that's part of it too. That like the more you can normalize it, because like for me, like the way I experience anxiety, I get a lot of physical symptoms. Like my anxiety and my panic attacks, like really take a toll on me physically because like my stomach gets upset. I can't eat. I get diarrhea. Like my heart rate gets all fast, which then like makes me feel kind of lightheaded and kind of jittery. I get, um, I, my muscles get all sore and tense in the back of my, like back of my neck and my shoulders and stuff. Um, afterwards I'm exhausted. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to climb into bed. Like I ran a marathon because of all of the adrenaline and that sort of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it totally knocks me out. I feel like I don't have anything left in me. And so, um, awful. Yeah. And so all of that sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I'm not feeling great or I'm not whatever. It's like literally like, (laughs) it's making, it's making me not feel good. And those are just the physical symptoms of it. Not even just the like, Mental. mental the craziness that's been going on in your head right i don't know how you guys make it through the day feeling like this it's all the time it sounds terrible you've never had anxiety or anxiety i have situational anxiety one time one one time, time. <laughs> well <laughs> fuck you jacks <laughs> <laughs> I, I That's when, your clear conscience. Your clear when we conscience. were when we were in the process of terminating an employee at work, I was like real anxious for a few weeks leading up to it. And I told Dempsey, I was like, "Oh my god, is this how you feel all the time? <laughs> yes. I can't sleep." Yeah, like, and at least you can pinpoint what's causing it. That's yeah, what right. I was going to say. Mine is just fucking random. Like, guess what? It's Tuesday, panic attack, and you're like. Well, I go to my therapist wife who has the patience of a saint with everyone else. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've been feeling like terribly anxious over this for weeks. It's making me moody. It's making me tired. My stomach hurts constantly, like blah, blah, blah. I'm expecting her to give me some like words of wisdom. And she just goes, you'll be okay. And I was like, that's that's it. Like, that's, that's what you're going to tell me. Okay. And she, I know, I think I can do your job then if that's all there is to it. And she was like, well, no, yours is situational. As soon as this is over, you'll, you'll be fine. And I was like, I don't know, man. Cause then it felt so ingrained in me. And the second we let her go, boom, back to my normal self. It was amazing. Yeah, I agree with Julie. Yeah, I think it was real good. (laughs) Hey, climate change gives me anxiety. What does climate change? That's different. Okay, yeah, but like you can just like not think about that for a minute. But like you're not just like walking into a store and all of a sudden it hits you like a fucking ton of bricks and you're like, fuck. Well, and then it's because there's a difference too between like anxiety and a panic attack because anxiety for me is much more long term. A panic attack and just like oh i feel like i'm dying i feel like my heart's gonna explode like i feel like i'm gonna have a heart attack and die 
Yeah. Yeah, I've never felt that. Same. My mouth gets all dry. My gets <laughs> I'm not being an asshole. I'm saying like I know I know. I'm not. I just yeah. that's never that's never imagine like when you're when you used to go on drop zone and you do that free fall. That's a panic attack that you can't get rid of. That like no hard pass. I'd never leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a, that's, that's a panic attack. It's yeah. frustrating sometimes when like I mean whatever, I'll just air it out on here. Like oh. if like I'm having I'm having some people I don't respect or value very much, you know, uh sort of belittle that down to me being emotional. Oh. And that's like really hard because I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I have to put so much conscious effort into just getting through the day and getting through like very normal situations. 100%. I have to like reach into the tools in my toolbox from my therapist, like to, to do stuff that's like, it's so bizarre, right? Because it's like, I could be in a really like stressful situation, be totally fine, not having a problem with it. But then I go to Disneyland and I'm in line to ride a fucking ride. That's not even scary that I've been on 150 times. And I'm like, well, what if it breaks down? What if I have a heart attack on the ride? And how will they know? And how will I get off? And how, like, it just, it's not, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And so, so then it's hard to be like, oh, I'm in this very high pressure situation right now and I'm totally fine. But then there's like this other thing I have to deal with that's like not stressful at all. And for some reason like that, I'm like, nope, can't do and it. You know, what's yeah. fucked up too, Stace, is it's all linked to like, I, anxiety feeling that all the time and constantly battling yourself and constantly because I don't know how everybody else's anxiety works but I'll go in spurts like I won't have really a lot of anxiety for like maybe a year or something like that and then I'll have like three months where I'm just like that's not my experience (laughs) I like like I just I I'll stop but going through that and constantly battling your 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 own self and your own thoughts can make you like you said exhausted depressed like this is so hard. Like feeling right. like this all the time is so hard. Right. Like, and then how am I going to do this forever? Right. It causes more problems because mm-hmm. then you're like, it's, now a, a, lot of it's the time, a circle. Right. Now, a lot of the time, because I've been in therapy and I've been working through some of that stuff, I'm like, okay, well, now my big fear isn't what if I die? My big fear is what if I have a panic attack? <laughs> like, you know, which makes you have a pay, which makes you panic. Right. Right? It's like this then, vicious cycle. Then I just have to go back into, well, a panic attack has never killed me. I know that it's temporary. I know that I'll get through it. Like, but it's like, it's a lot of, and then people are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, my fucking brain won't shut off. And I'm trying not to have a panic attack. <laughs> Everything! Everything! I'm all like cheery and smiley and stuff. Now all of a sudden I'm emotional and, you know, and it's like. I wonder if. I, I'm truly I'll show you emotional I'm, I'm truly <laughs> I hope you guys understand when I say this I'm not trying to be a dick at all like at all but oh. it would I would be interested if like what happens in my head when I hit stressful situations is I immediately start filing things in like priority and stuff and like that's how I don't get anxious about it I, I move things around in my head where I'm like this doesn't matter this matter you know I wonder if my brain responds to things differently than people with anxiety. And it would be interesting to see if that was actually the case, because if that's the case, if there was like a different like synopsis that went off in my head, wouldn't that mean it's fixable? No, I think it's more chemicals. <laughs> I because think if you, you think about like for me, it took like a year on my anxiety meds to notice a difference. 
And the only difference I notice is sometimes I'll be in situations where I think this would have given me really bad anxiety and I don't have that. Okay. Oh, my meds must be working for it to be the chemicals of the meds to be fixing me a noticeable amount. I think it must be chemicals in your brain. That's that what I'm saying. You yeah. don't have your, or your chemicals are what they should be and ours are off, you know? So, just feels know, statistically like, impo- implausible though like one out of five of us like that just seems well right. this is where i think the, well four uh, out of five of us right now have anxiety you're one that doesn't that have discussion <laughs> of uh micro dosing should come in um because this is where i th- hold on i'm i'm like why am i on the other why side of the why are you yelling at us what this oh, isn't a yeah, zoom call aaron get in here did you hear <laughs> you're on a fucking podcast you derp derp really quick but then this is really exciting so i've been doing a lot of research on microdosing, and this is obviously something i think have we talked about this yeah, we did in the car. Well, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, so, we did a while ago. Okay, so yeah. like, it's uh, if you want to know more, watch the movie Wine Country. But um, <laughs> no, like that's an uh, educational experience. I know. It they really just barely mentioned it in there. Very bad, Smith. Watch the show with Nicole Kidman about microdosing. <laughs> 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 so yeah, right. Nine Perfect Strangers, good one, Julie. Um, oh. so like. One of the things that I've read is that one of the things that like uh, psilocybin does is it actually like helps repair the atrophy that is caused in your synapses by anxiety and like, or depression. So like, that is one thing that like they say that, um, that why microdosing actually helps is because, you know, you do like, you can do like a, like a total trip with like mushrooms or something, right? Like you do, you do this big trip and then like the next day you feel great because it's not like a, it's not like a pot high. It's not like any of that. It's like a, it's literally like taking your brain and it's going like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. And it like wraps it in this wonderful little blanket, like a little, like, like a, like a crescent roll. And then like, it's delicious. And then you just like, literally you fall asleep, you wake up in the morning, you feel great. And then you microdose, I don't know, till the end of time, probably. But like, essentially what it does is it helps you like, it helps your brain and your synapses fire better. And I have, I have researched sure it, it works. And I just want to fucking do it at this point do like, it. i'm gonna do it i'm gonna dive you know, it's in so funny the idea of doing that gives me so much anxiety right like literally like i literally have all the tools to do it right now oh, and when i say all the tools i mean all the tools i still haven't done it because i'm so nervous to do the big trip i'm like yeah the big trip the little trip any of the trips i don't want like what's gonna happen to me when i do the big trip there's a documentary <laughs> there's a documentary about microdosing on netflix where they actually sit there with like uh, site like a therapy, a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, and they sit there and like work through their stuff with them, and they're actually like in a safe place in a room. They have doctors there for them to oh. so that all of the fears that you could possibly have if you're having a bad trip, like yeah. you're That's not going to have because fear. because my you're safe. Fear is that There's I'm going to have a on Netflix horrible trip, and I'm just going to be like sitting in my house like. Oh my God. Like, and then it's not going to be exciting or fun for me or therapeutic or healing. So I'm just going to be like, well, do you want to know the secret to not getting overwhelmed for me? Do do you want to know what always clicks in my head? 
I would love to hear this. Okay. It probably won't work on you, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the emergency latch I pull. Like if I'm getting too overwhelmed, like with stuff or I'm getting too bombarded or anything, I pull this emergency hatch. None of it really matters. It, we don't really matter. Like none of this really matters in 10 yeah, years. Work. None of it really matters. We're on a floating rock in the middle of a vast universe. It's expanding constantly out of a gazillion fucking universes. And we're one little tiny person. Do we, are we really so arrogant that we think our decisions, our choices, our, our way we're moving through life really matters. You or think that because of what gives years. you anxiety. In 50 years, you'll be dead anyway. And in another 50 yeah. years, people won't even remember you. Right. Three generations from now, no one will remember who you are. None of it really matters. Canada. That just made my depression so much worse. <laughs> Canada is microdosing MDMA. I'm moving to fucking Canada. I was like. Good for that, man. They're prescribing. They should. Like, it makes you fucking happy. Well, if you could take all the bullshit out of it and do it in small increments to work on, like, trauma and stuff, I guess that would be helpful. It's helping soldiers and stuff that come back from the war like, talk about their stuff. And not like how we used to do it, because we know that's cut with a bunch of stuff. They're doing dropping bills of E in the backseat of cars. Yeah, Yeah, they're not doing that. No. No. (laughs) They're taking actual MDMA and, you know, I'm like... Hey, hey, I think if there's something to try, try it. What do you got to lose? Yeah, right. Exactly. We don't um, matter. This is totally that does like not a help different... people's anxiety, Jax. <laughs> You're gonna be dead in fifty fucking years. Who cares? Like that that makes it not... worse. Yeah, um, who cares? This is totally off the like mental health topic, but on the topic of Rosie O'Donnell's um, TikTok. She talked about the watching the documentary about Casey Anthony. I know a lot of people are boycotting it because they don't want her to make any money. But okay, she, talked, but she pissed me off with that TikTok. I'll let you finish. Just yeah, she said sure that made her money. she watched it. She watched the documentary, and she now believes that Casey Anthony is innocent. What? And I'm curious what you guys think. If you're gonna watch it, have you watched it? I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> and I need to watch it still. I, there's no possible way she's innocent. Right. That's what I'm saying. But there, I mean, I've watched documentaries before where I go in going like the Michael Jackson one, where I go in completely like even keeled, going, all right, I have no thoughts either way. I'm gonna watch this documentary and then make up my mind. And then you watch it and you're like, and now I feel very strongly about this. So <laughs> I feel like and he's disgusting. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's possible that like something is revealed, but I can't imagine that it's truthful if it's been this long and now she's just coming out and saying, oh, by the way, this happened. And she didn't say that in the last however many years or there was no like clues that or evidence that came out that said that too. I feel like she could be saying fucking anything on this documentary. She wouldn't right. make the only reason that she wasn't found guilty was that the body was so badly decomposed they couldn't determine a cause of death like she got off on a technicality but uh, i don't know i don't i don't know if i can bring myself to watch it would would yeah, watching it actually bring her money though she already got paid by netflix it doesn't that's, that's, that's what true. i mean Who, whoever you're whoever you sell the, the documentary to well you but you get the residual check later i mean maybe but she's gonna get that anyway like 
it doesn't she's already made her money off of it i i don't i probably will watch it if i'm ever get the yeah, opportunity to watch it. tv because oh, i'm watching it tonight i'm i'm pretty convinced it's on peacock i'm pretty convinced that she's guilty but i would be open to it because i can also rationalize she was very young she was probably on drugs and it's possible that somebody did something and she has no recollection and i i you'll never no, convince me she wasn't you will never convince me she wasn't a part of it, but I would be interested to see if I thought somebody else was also a part yeah, of it. Yeah, because Rosie O'Donnell said she thinks the dad did it. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of, that's kind of the narrative there. What are you guys obsessed with? Rapid fire, two minutes. I um, swear to God, Zach, I'll cut you off. I... <laughs> My kid's coming home on Tuesday from the Navy. For two that's what I'm obsessed with. Look at that. Another two minutes. Okay, mine's going to take a lot longer. Don't her off. What the fuck? Not, take my other not, minute. Not this week. I'm not going to cut Dempsey off. Uh, She's you. in a space. She's in a The only thing keeping me going, quite literally, this week is Sister Wives. Oh, I wasn't expecting the sentence to end that way. But... You hooked up with Katie because she started watching it and she's obsessed. Oh my God. I've been like a Sister Wives watcher since the beginning. I don't want to say fan because that makes me feel icky. I like Sister Wives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and interesting. I had, that, I had that one experience at Disneyland a couple years ago where Cody Brown, the dad, kept bumping into me with his stroller. You could have been the fifth. He was trying to get me to join the fam bam. He was like, Robin's getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> no, he kept just standing behind me in line. And like, I kept feeling this like stroller. And you know, when you like someone does something annoying, so you turn around to like look at them all the time. And he's just doing that weird, like, hair, Easy, like breezy co cover girl. Yeah, shaking his perm around. And I'm like, this fucking guy and i knew instantly it was him too and then like if my friends gave me that look i'd cry sir excuse me pert plus i need you greasy mane in my general direction and so yeah he's just like the fucking worst and i had kind of fallen off a little bit after the whole like mary getting catfished thing but Christine leaving has I have not caught up on Sister Rhymes, apparently. I thought oh, it was over years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching oh. since I was single. <laughs> oh, listen to this, okay? Robin always has been the favorite wife. It's very clear. Mary divorced Cody. Yeah. After him and Robin got married so he could adopt her kids. Well, then, it's just been a fucking sham this whole time. During COVID... He was so crazy and worried about COVID that he could only live with Robin and her children and couldn't even go visit any of his kids, kids, especially when like Isabel had to have spinal surgery and all these other things. And he just wouldn't go see him. So now the adult children are all pissed at him. They're super mad at Robin. They're like, don't want anything to do with him. So Christina's finally like, fuck it. You've said all these awful things. You don't stay with me. You've said you're not attracted to me. You said you've never been like, romantically interested in me like i'm out so she leaves takes her younger youngest daughter who still lives at home and she's like guess what the beauty of being spiritually married is i can just go boom we're divorced and that's what happens 
And he's like, wait, I didn't divorce. Like, bye. And so she, so then people are like, okay, what's happening now? So then we get last week, Janelle's gone. They're separated. Or maybe a couple days ago, we just found this out. Janelle separated because now he's pulling this whole shit. Like, you know, she's very much getting upset about the whole, like, Robin's the favorite. He's only with Robin. He didn't want her traveling to go see or like seeing her kids at Christmas because they hadn't apologized for being rude to him. It's the whole fucking thing. She's gone. So then yesterday we find out Mary's gone. They're separated too. They're all divorced. So he literally has one wife right now. That. Oh dear. Did you ever watch big love on HBO? Yes. Yeah. Loved it. Two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Robin was like the Margine. Didn't he die? What? Didn't Bill? Is it Bill Paxton? Yeah, he died. He died, right? He died on the show and in real life. Ah, yeah. Death of a lover. God damn it, Margie. God. Oh my <laughs> oh, gosh. Margine. Margine. <laughs> it's just so funny because they like left the church and did all this thing, and he has his own church, and he's whatever he's doing. But then just to have all of that, like. He's only staying with these women so he can, like, propagate the, like, polygamy thing and make it sound great. But he's really not even married to any of them except for one. And I just love that Christine's like, yeah, I just decided we're divorced because we're not really married. Like, I love how all these fucking, like, I mean, let's face it, it's, it's, it's white dudes most of the time decide that, like, uh, they're so entitled to their way of thinking that as soon as even their church brushes up against it, they're like, no, I'll just start a new one and it'll be I'll my church. <laughs> yeah. Boom, God, she's a favorite. Yeah, listen, I'm an ordained minister, <laughs> so I'm qualified to talk about this. <laughs> All right, let's start a new religion. Yeah. Watching yes. it again from the beginning. Because now I like want to go and see all the stuff, and I'm just like, interesting. Oh my god! Yeah, the way you obvious. moved your eyebrows up and down was Look, interesting. It's very obvious what was going on from the beginning. Janelle, he seemed to never have a very. That I feel seemed like very. She's passed her two minutes. I'm just saying. I to- told you I was taking Stacy's also. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. And I said she wasn't going to stop me. And. Watching that, right? When he decided to take on Robin as a fourth wife, Christine was like seven months pregnant. And when she was like eight or nine months pregnant and with her sixth baby, so like, you know, things are going to move quick. That's like a slip and slide at that point. (laughs) Five hours to go like spend time with Robin while he was courting her. Five hours in each direction. She lived in a different state. While his wife was like eight months pregnant. It's wild, I tell you, wild. Crazy, these women. What are they thinking? Well, one time Mary tried to say like, well, how would you feel? Like imagine in my if you were in my position, if I had all these other husbands and whatever. And he was like, the thought of you, of somebody having multiple husbands is so vile and so like disrespectful. And I was, uh, he was like, I know that sounds contradictory, but like, you think? Yeah. You sound like oh. an asshole driving around in your like shitty little sports car. I don't know what it is, like a Toyota or something. And you're fucking dry cleaning in your hand all the time with your pert plus hairdo. I just can't stand the guy. 
That's something called Pert Plus. I think it's, it's a so paper 90s. I have a paper cut right here where your top lip and your bottom lip meet. Wow. Dang. Well, I hope you get your fitted sheet on the first try every time. Oh. <laughs> Aaron, what are you obsessed with? Uh, so I'm obsessed with a couple things. One, oh I'm obsessed with. You got two with minutes, this- Zach. Oh my god! I I'm obsessed with this movie on. Um, wait wait wait! I'm also upset obsessed that Bird came to visit. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah. talk about that, but that was my last thing because I like to save the best for last. So, uh, that's not fair, Jackie. What the fuck? So I um, she's tap tapping her watch like fucking Judy, Judge Judy over there. So I. <laughs> <laughs> So I watched this movie on Prime, uh, something at Tiffany's, right? Yes. Yeah, so good. I think that's so good tonight. It's so good. It's seriously one of my favorite favorite rom rom coms, rom- romance, Christmas. Yeah, romance, the rom com. Gotta love you know, a rom com. Yeah, I love it. And then my other one that I watched was the Noel Diary, which was so good on Netflix. That was so good. Netflix. Um, and Netflix, oh my God. And then my other thing that I'm obsessed with is that I went to California to visit the Stacy and Jackie, my my dearest friends in the whole world. I'm um, sorry, Julie, you weren't there. But okay. I love you. Anyway. But I just had such a great time. So relaxing. And um, I went to a really fantastic Christmas party at Jackie's. It was awesome. Um, I got to meet a lot of cool people. I am 100% a social butterfly. And Jackie and I talked about our book, which I know we've been teasing this for like 47 years, but it's going to come been out. 83 years. Oh my God. You know what? <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. So my thought right now is that my, what I'm obsessed with is the idea of like harnessing my creativity again, because like I really lost track of that. So like boom, done. Over a bottle of champagne. It was amazing. The was best amazing. thing we figured it out. We figured it out. Oh, and we were drinking fancy champagne too. We weren't it's drinking any of that. Shit. Yeah, we were drinking oh. uh, Moet oh. Moe oh. Chandon. Yeah. No, oh Andre. No, we It was amazing. We had a really good time. Did we keep drinking after that? I can't yes, remember. Yes, we did. Yeah. What did we? Oh, we had some vodka. We had. We some had stoli. some vodka. Yeah. We had some Stoli, not Tito. Don't take a drink vodka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Jackie loves a vodka when she's with me. I'm a what? bad influence. What? What? <laughs> I like the vodka when I'm doing it in the daytime because I can control how much goes into my drink. Yeah. Wine is just wine, but oh, yeah, I get you that. Control it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. What, what are you obsessed with? Um. So I'm obsessed with. Have you guys started watching the Wednesday? Finished it. You finished it. I think I, I'm been kind of obsessed with that going back and forth. It's super cute. She is nails oh, that Lotus. fucking role. I also love that they have Christina Ritchie in there because yeah. you have to have Christina Ritchie in there. So I've been enjoying that. And then I don't know if you guys have watched uh, on Apple Shantarum with Charlie Hunnam. Oh, it's really, really good. I, I'll watch all things Charlie Hunnam. Um, but that's pretty much it. What yeah. about White Lotus? Yes, I, I finished never... White Lotus too. Did you watch it, Bird? Yes. I never even watched the last episode of the last season because so I you just... don't even know who dies. 
I didn't care. It was like all they were was at a hotel all the time. Okay, I thought, oh I thought for sure Julie was gonna be obsessed with Game of Thrones. I thought like that's what I was banking on. I finished on my... it. I know, but we haven't recorded since you finished. Oh, oh. I thought, <laughs> I thought Game of Thrones, but I'm like, I feel like I talked about that last week. Wait, so, did you um, start House of the Dragon yet? Yeah, I started House of Dragons. I kind of needed a break. I liked it, but I was like. I because I fucking can't believe how fast I went through Game of Thrones. I was like, I kind of need to watch your way through that. I yeah, I kind of needed to watch something like Wednesday, like something a little bit different just to kind of like reset. But yeah, yeah, I I started House of Dragons and I liked it. I liked how it it explains to you in there like this is 176 years like before Khaleesi Mm -hmm. and her dad. I'm like, oh, because that really pinpoints like where you're at in the storyline. Um, they just had the first trailer drop too, or not trailer, but like teaser for the Jon Snow sequel. Oh, that'll be so good. Why are they on the wall again? It's over. The war's over. Who, who are they fighting? Why they got to be on the wall? Hey, so you're going to find out a lot of stuff about Jon Snow, right? Because there's no. He was the rightful heir. And that's why I was so pissed that he didn't go fucking do it. It should have been. Yeah, he him. goes back to the wall, and what's the wall protecting them from? Right, ever the, all the, all the white folks are dead. About time. <laughs> hey yo, yeah. hey yo, are you done? That's why. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I'm obsessed with. So my kids at the age where he's picking like presents for people individually, which is like my favorite thing to watch his little brain do this stuff, and. Eli was easy, but then he picked something. Uh, the only other person he wanted to like specifically buy something for a daycare was his friend Claire. And is that Claire, a girl? yeah, and Claire is this adorable little blonde girl who actually speaks better than Lincoln, which is kind of crazy at that age because Lincoln speaks pretty well because he's around adults all of the time. But um, he was very insistent upon getting her this like thing from gabby's dollhouse which is this thing that they watch but anyway lex told me today he was so nervous to give it to her oh yeah so so cute yeah and i don't know why because i mean they're four they're friends right like it's not there shouldn't be anything any big deal about it but he was so nervous to give it to her and then so excited once she got it and i just think it's uh it's cool watching their little personalities develop my um Father-in-law gets here next Wednesday. He's coming to California for the first time. I've assured him he won't have to meet Gavin Newsom. So <laughs> oh, what happens when Gavin shows up at your doorstep like he does every day? Yeah, unannounced. Unannounced. Just out of nowhere. Just us and Gavin. Carrying a, carrying a bagel from Willie's. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I love a Willie's bagel. Love a Willie's bagel. Man, a Willie's bagel. A blueberry bagel from Willie's. Oh, that's Listen. Lincoln's favorite. Is An it? Asiago yeah. cheese with a, a, a cheese and the fucking the the what is turkey it, sausage egg? in turkey an egg sausage yeah. fucking get in my belly. Matter of factly, get in my belly. Do you have anywhere specific you want to take him, Jackson, when he's there? Or just visit. Basically, uh, we're gonna work it out once he gets here. But um. The last thing that I'm pretty excited about is we haven't even had the opportunity to talk about the Taylor Swift uh, Ticketmaster debacle, Um, but Taylor at least was so pissed about it 
that Ticketmaster was forced to actually cancel some of the tickets and get them back from the scalpers. And now they are reselling them to the actual verified fans. So we're hoping to be able to actually acquire two tickets for us to go see without having to pay uh, a mortgage payment. So I will keep you updated on that. But that's it for us this week, guys. I think we will record next week. Oh, I did want to mention... I've gotten some of your emails asking if we're going to do a year-end wrap-up with some of our favorite things. Love the idea. Um, I've I've gotten four emails so far, so I'm going to compile some of the questions. I'm going to send them out to the group before next week so we can do like a, a year-end thing, you know? Oh, my oh, God. I think that's a great idea, Marlene. Well, I love yeah. that. You know, wrap it up. Put a little bow on it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Sure. Let us know if you'd like us to do an entire episode. Yeah, and we're gonna Florida biddies. Oh my god! I'm telling you right now, I'll put on my sweater. I'll put on oh. my sweater, even though it might not be sweater oh weather here. God. It's so endearing. Oh my god! I'll just put oh on my, my ugly god. Christmas sweater. Oh so, my god! Why? Can we do ugly Christmas sweaters next week? Oh, I think we should do it. it. Let's do it. I just come on, Jack. Come on, Maureen. I need you to be in the pot. Just say yes. Listen. Listen, Listen, I'll decide that day. I can't commit to anything right now. It's not fair. You asked me to pick up my wardrobe for five, seven days from now. I'm not doing it. Listen, Maureen, you used to pick out your wardrobe what a month this? in advance. I don't know what, <laughs> what is this. So, but the, to the people that sent me the email, you gave me a great idea. I'm going to incorporate your questions in, and I'm going to put some more in for our year-end wrap-up. Okay. Sounds All good right. to me. So if you, if you got any more ideas, go ahead and email them on over to me. We'll get through them. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll be It'll lovely. Be fine. Oh my God. I can't wait. What did Why I miss? Why give Jax all these accents? I love it. <laughs> Listen, you're going to find all about it when we disconnect. We'll do the whole episode right? like this. All right. Oh my God. Don't even tempt me. Aaron's it's going to be so good at it. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye mom. Oh. Fierce Fan Media.